0: With the pandemic that came upon us, the rise of video conferencing tools like Microsoft Teams and Zoom has led to more aspects of the sales conversation to occur virtually. And what began as a crisis reaction has evolved into the new normal. But how normal is the new normal? We're talking about how the strong shift from in-person to virtual selling has transformed B2B sales experience. Virtual sales enablement, new organizations, KPIs, everything is evolving. In the virtual selling podcast, we address these issues in depth twice a week with the experts and leaders of these transformations, heads of sales, sales ops, and sales enablement of the most innovative companies in the field. This podcast is sponsored by SalesDeck.io, the new SaaS platform to make your customer meetings more engaging and better prepared. Find out how you can shorten sales cycles, convert more leads, and increase customer engagement. Virtual selling is here to stay, and so is SalesDeck.io. Hi, everybody. I'm very happy to be with Elise Archer, founder of She Sells. Hi Elizo, how are you doing?
1: Hi Gabrielle, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
0: With pleasure. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about she
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So she sells was really inspired by years and years and years of sales experience on my end. You know, first in corporate um, and then going off as an entrepreneur, but um, finding that many of the things that were taught in terms of sales strategy and sales approach from the very traditional, almost old school sales training I had when I first got into sales, didn't quite feel aligned to me as a woman. And it's not to say that there wasn't some good in there because there really was, but I found that for myself and for so many of the women who I, um, you know, worked with, sold to, um, sold alongside, there were things that just didn't quite feel right, where we almost felt like we had to fit into a box that was never made for us to be successful. And so that was really what prompted me to to be inspired to go out and create the She Sells Community and we're a coaching and training program for female sales professionals and entrepreneurs. We focus specifically on helping women break past the 6 and 7 figure earning mark and helping them learn to sell and create success in a way that feels really authentic to who they are.
0: That's great. Uh, and we will discuss more about this subject. And before we go there, can you tell us a fun fact about uh, <laughs> your, your career or your life?
1: <laughs> well, I'm always someone who is, um, I like to take risks. And I think for everyone who's great in sales, we probably all have a bit of that element to us, right? We're, we're okay at taking risks. Um, and so something that I would say is a risk I took once is I felt inspired to go skydiving. And actually it was a... One of the first dates that when my husband and I were dating, um, he had mentioned he wanted to do it. And I thought, oh, I'll impress this guy by taking him on a skydiving date. And most people say, oh, I went skydiving and it was great. I was so scared to jump out of the plane, but I just couldn't stop going after I went. What I would say is I would never do it again. I mean, it was, (laughs) it's good to be able to say that you've done it. We lived, we survived, but I didn't have that euphoric, I'm floating type of experience and feeling. So feet firmly planted on the ground now, and I can say I've done it, but I don't think I'm going back.
0: Okay, sure. (laughs) Uh, we are into the virtual selling podcast and the, I I want to ask you the question and to, to, to have a discussion with you about virtual selling and women, because as you said, your, your training company is dedicated to women and to, 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 to address uh, the difference they have in sales and traditional men I would say and uh, what are the difference you could have using virtual selling as the way to connect you uh, using virtual selling
1: mm. so I think so it's a great question um and I'll just share you know from my own experience and perspective I think there's a lot of similarities for men and women in terms of how we sell virtually um but I also think there you know there's some differences and I'll say um you know, one of the things now, like as a, I'm a relatively new mom, and I know we also have a lot of dads working at home. So I want to give a shout out to everybody to say, this is not just specific to women, right? We're all kind of in this together. It is likely going to skew more women in this situation, right? But it's it's like, I want to acknowledge everyone is dealing with this, but uh, my husband and I both work, well, he's studying for school right now. So I'm the, the breadwinner of our family and I'm the one who works and, but we're both at home. Uh, During the day. And we've got a two year old son who's also at home with us during the day. And so, for me, one of the biggest things that I've had to kind of navigate and learn is how can I be so flexible with what I do to really make my work um, fit within the container of also taking care of our son? And so, I think we all have to be conscious of how are we going to shift our schedules to do things. But for me, like one of the things I've been doing that a lot of the women I work with have also said, yeah, like this actually makes a big difference is I get up. I honestly knock out a lot of the main work for the day before my son gets up. And then the next few hours of the day I've usually spent, you know, being a mom Um, and then jumping back into work midday or, or early afternoon. And that was a challenge for me at first because I was so used to such a kind of strict, you know, nine to five schedule. And there was actually a part of me that felt wrong and felt guilty for it because I thought, you know, it's 10 a.m. I should be working. Uh, But what I really had to look at is what really moves the needle. And I think we all have to really look at this today in everything we do, including how we sell virtually. What is really going to move the needle? What am I doing just because I always thought I was supposed to do it, but it's not really making a difference anymore versus what's really impactful? So I aim to get the most impactful, high leverage activities done early in the day. Now, obviously, I'm not texting clients early in the day, but I am doing things like, what can I do if I want to put together an email campaign? Can I get that done earlier in the day if I need to do some marketing? Can I get that done earlier in the day so that all those high leverage things are done? And then I just strategically schedule time for client outreach and sales calls You know, when everybody else is working. But I think giving yourself a lot of grace. To say the old schedule may not be what works for me anymore, but I can actually be more successful, make more sales, make more money by honing in on the things that really matter and making my own rules to whatever extent I can in this new environment.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's a lot of flexibility and it offers also the opportunity to work with the world world. we are having this podcast, I'm in Paris, in France. And, and you are in the US and it's uh, feasible now, and it was not feasible uh, some years ago. Um, and what what is the training that you offer to your customers that is different to a traditional training r- related to virtual selling, but uh, all together to, to sales also?
1: Mm, a training after my clients that's different than traditional. So one of the things that tend to work on with my clients is the inner work that it takes to be super successful in sales and so one of the things that i saw the biggest missing gap that i saw in traditional sales training was that there were three core missing components that when i learned these and when i learned how to integrate them in my own life and my own career i went from being stuck at a at the same income level for 10 years to in literally six weeks i 10x my income and had insane results and i teach these things to my clients now to have the same quantum leaps, but it's these three things that are more geared towards our inner game and the inner work. So one is how to rewire your subconscious belief system to align with your goals. Because that's actually, I mean, you're an engineer, you know about programming. That is inner programming that creates 95 to 98% of our results, according to neuroscientists. Um, The second is getting a healthy relationship with money. We don't realize how many money hangups we all have. And in sales, we're dealing with the money. I mean, we're all dealing with money all day long, but in sales, we're really dealing with it. And so a lot of my clients come to me and they don't realize initially how kind of messed up their relationship is with money. And when they learn how to um, heal, for lack of a better word, that relationship, they're actually able to go on and make way more because they don't have these hidden blocks to it. And then for the women who I serve, the third area is leaning into how they're wired as a woman. So as a woman, our productivity cycles are different. Um, how we build relationships is different. And so we, I really help them learn that and to integrate and be more successful, leveraging those areas that come naturally to them. Uh, so it's those three core areas. We still do, you know, I would say really, really high level um, sales training and tactical strategic training. But when you layer that on top of an incredibly solid foundation of those three core areas, our clients are coming in and just having quantum leaps and incredible results.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's always very useful to work also on the psychological aspect and not only on the techniques, because uh, a lot of things is related to the, to your own, uh, uh boundaries and, uh, uh, pain that you have inside yeah. and you need to, to release them before. Before being uh, totally efficient, mm.
1: mm-hmm. for sure, for sure.
0: And in terms of uh, creating relationships, uh, what would be the difference between men and women, and if does those differences express themselves in a in a virtual environment or not really?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Well, I and again, I I. Don't want to stereotype, so everyone is going to have their own approach to things, regardless of what gender they are. So I want to I want to start off by saying that, in general. So I'm just going to say in generalities. In general, um, men tend to be more destination driven. So it's like, what's the end result, right? Let me get to the end result, which is closing the deal. Women tend to be more journey. Driven, So it's like, we want to close the deal, but we also want to have a great journey on the way there. And for many women, that looks like, how can I build deeper relationships? How can I, um, you know, how can I enjoy the process too? That's actually something a lot of times women don't stop and ask themselves, but I believe we've got to enjoy the journey for the destination to be worth it at all. And so I think it's really Oftentimes what I find for women specifically is they think they have to show up like a man in how they sell. And that can be virtual or that can be in person. But it's almost like we feel like we've got to cut past the relationship building part to be successful. Or the alternative is we love the relationship building part and we lean all into that, but we don't feel comfortable actually closing and asking for the sale. So there's this integration between the two that when you learn, it's okay to build a relationship and you want to learn what are the nuances in building that relationship? When do I lean in? When do I back off? When is it the right time to ask? When is it not the right time to ask? But I think for each of us, we can you know, leverage tools like our intuition and just really like thinking, not not following a process, just checking the box because it's what we've always done, but thinking into what does this relationship need right now? What's going to help move this deal forward? And so for a lot of the clients I work with, it is about learning to lean into and leverage things like intuition and these relational nuances that are important. But I think, you know, one of the things to just think about, and this would be whether you're woman, man, whatever, I don't care, is, would you want to listen to your pitch? Would the email you're sending make you stop and want to respond to someone? If you're doing any sort of marketing or promotional post? Would what you're putting out there, would that stop the scroll or would you just keep scrolling past it? Like, are you excited for what you're sending out or are you not? Because if you're not excited about it, the person on the other end isn't going to be excited about it. So it's almost, it's like getting out of this just check the box type of um, mode, which frankly, it could be easier to get into when we're selling virtually because there's we're kind of behind our computer screens all day and it can be easier to fall into the trap of just checking the box. And it's not that you can't win with things just being a numbers game, but I really believe if you want to win and win big, you've got to find a way to make it more relational. And that involves actually putting on your thinking cap, thinking about what would speak to me, what would make me say yes, what would make me stop and want to talk to someone and do that. So I think we just, we have to be so extra conscious of that right now with how we're selling. And when you do that, you can win even bigger than before with virtual selling.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's much more efficient. And how do you do this job of knowing when you have to lean on and when you have to take some distance in uh, in terms of relationship D- during virtual selling, since we are only with two cameras and the small image on your full screen and like, like we are at the moment. How do you manage uh, this idea of creating relationship? with the time constraints that we have also during a virtual selling, because we, we don't have the same times and an in-person selling where you have to enter in the building, to go out of the building, to have, uh, to have some coffee together and stuff like that. At least in France, we have a lot of coffee. <laughs> <you go> <laughs> I love building. that to my
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think what I would say is there are so many different ways to build relationships now. And one of the things you never know is who's building a relationship with you, even though you're not aware of it. So what I love about your show, Gabrielle, and also why I host my own podcast, is it gives us the ability to create these strong relationships with people when we're not there. And I can't tell you, when I look at, in my company, where our sales come from, the number one driver of sales is the podcast. And it's been that way for a long time because people come in and they say, I feel like I know you, like they know about my family, they know about all. And I'm like, I don't know them yet. And that's okay. It's beautiful, right? That's the the beauty of this technology. So I would say, you know, you can take that time. Obviously we've also got the one-to-one approach of building a relationship with people as we move farther along the sales process, but you can uh-huh. take some of that same time that you would be spending traveling or doing what you were doing before and, um, and lean into building your brand, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's podcasting, videos, etc.
0: Yes, that's a great answer that uh, relationship is not only in person relationship and uh, uh, synchronous relationship, but it uh, could be also asynchronous using uh, podcast and uh, uh, video and also writing if you write it in a way that creates a relationship.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You got to make it work for you. And that's the beautiful thing. There's so many technology mediums today that you can pick what works for you, but build your brand strategically, give value. We're actually, I'm bumping up my podcast from a weekly to a daily podcast right now. Cause I just feel, I feel inspired to, and I feel like there's more I want to share. And, um, if you got the time, <laughs> which, you know, many of us do, if we're not traveling, it's like, how can you add more value even when you're not there?
0: Is it something that you train also your clients to do uh, to using those media and do, doing podcasts also?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's different for every client. So um, I, I have different tiers of clients. And so like for my private clients, it's typically a very custom approach. And for a lot of them, it makes sense to launch a podcast. So I absolutely help them with that. Um, I've got some group coaching uh, programs and clients as well, where it's like, it's a little higher level but yeah i'd say for probably most all of my clients it's they're working on a podcast or they're working on some sort of a video um you know a youtube campaign something to build their brand even if they're in sales working for another organization cuz you are like you want to be thinking entrepreneurially right even if you're working for another company
0: granted yeah. um uh, we are arriving at the end of the show, and it would be for people that want to to, to know you, what is a good way to contact you, and also to share you, your podcast uh, to the audience.
1: Yes, thank you so much for asking. Um, can I share a free guide that I created? Yes, for sure. Okay, amazing. So if you go to elisearcher.com slash scripts... EliseArcher.com slash scripts that will give you a a link to my free guide. And it's actually got a great video training with it, too, on five sales scripts to increase your closing rate 50% or more. I had a client go through them the other day and she sent me a text. She was like, I literally just closed 31,000 in sales in one afternoon from one little different thing you taught in there. And it was that was a big number for her. So that was exciting. Um, and then the podcast is She Sells Radio. So you can subscribe at She Sells Radio uh, if you want to get more like this. So thank you for that opportunity to share.
0: Perfect, Elise. Thanks a lot. And also for me to ask you, because you tried Sales Deck just before we record the show, what did you think of the product? And it, would it be a great product for you and maybe for your clients also to to do more engaging, better prepared and better, better documented customer meetings?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really neat. I'd never experienced it before. um, And I shared with you before we hopped on, I I tend to be an on-the-fly type of person. So it's always helpful to me to have things that help me be more more prepared. So I thought it was very cool um, and certainly excited to lean in and learn more.
0: Thanks a lot. This episode of the Virtual Selling Podcast is over. Thanks for sticking around. Join us twice a week for a new episode with new stories and challenges of giants in the field. If you enjoyed today's episode, we are always listening for your feedback, share the show, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any episode. This, this episode was brought to you by SalesDeck.io, the virtual selling platform that increases your sales team efficiency and sales readiness, enables remote management, and vents sales operational excellence. Book your SalesDeck.io demo today to discover how you can close more deals with engaging and better customer meetings. Thanks a lot, Elise. It was really a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you for having me.